art can mean different things to different people. For me, it's all about the joy of creating. So if you draw, paint, write, dance, sing, craft, play air guitar, or even sculpt using nothing but mashed potatoes, consider yourself an artist and join the conversation. For the next half hour, meet the artist, learn about their inspiration, and enjoy the beauty of creativity. Welcome to Art Talk with John Cole Artist. Well, guess what, everybody? It worked on Facebook. Two weeks ago, I tried to do this. It went to YouTube, crashed out on Facebook, but I just checked. It's working. Tonight, I have with me one of my dear friends, Lucinda Bentley, all the way from Florida, which, as I understand it, we're in the 70s, the mid-70s. Compared to here in Massachusetts, we're running in the 50s, so we're not quite there yet, but we're moving in the right direction. Now, before we get going, like always, what I'd like to do is turn on my trusty REM pod because you never know if we're a little, if we're lucky. It's working. Now, if that buzzes, Lucinda, I'm just letting you know we're going to stop talking and we're going to see if these spirits are here or whether or not it's just faking me out. How are you this, this evening? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited about this. Um, congratulations to you for your successful podcast so far. And thank, uh, you. thank you for inviting me on. No, absolutely. Um, so this, you know, one of, one of the goals for my podcast really is to bring in artists who do different things. They have a wide variety of different talents and things like that. And, and you do some pretty interesting things. You do everything from, from henna work, right? Mm -hmm. You do things like painting. I see those are some of your paintings in the background. Mm-hmm. Which are beautiful, right? And um, <laughs> you do a whole slew of different things. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Well, I, I'm a Gemini. So anyone else who's a Gemini will understand that we like to do a ton of different things. Um, and we may not finish everything, but the joy is in trying something new and seeing if you can replicate what you saw or for me it's just that is amazing and I want to do that I want to see if I can create something similar to that so as a right, kid right. I played in the woods um, by myself I was raised as an only child even though I have way older siblings um, and I played in the woods and so the moss and the trees and the different grasses and things like that, I had, you know, a playhouse or we had a mansion or whatever it was, um, out in nature most of the time. So, so where did you grow up in the Florida area or someplace else? I was born in Florida in Jacksonville. Um, and then we moved to, uh, Georgia, a really rural area in Georgia, um, cow pastures, dirt roads. Um, the next neighbor was two miles away, you know, or a quarter mile as the crow flies. Um, so it was, it was a, a kind of a lonely childhood. So I made friends with the outdoors and I really enjoyed the plants, the animals, and just being outside most of the time. Right. That sounds great. Cause it reminds me of my childhood was very much the same. I didn't grow up in rural Georgia. I grew up in Western New York, uh, more towards mm -hmm. the Pennsylvania border, right on Lake Erie. And uh, yeah, I probably spent, 90% of my time outside in the woods because it was a very woody area. And of course, the lake was nearby and we did some pretty sketchy things there by the lake. I'm surprised I'm still Agreed. here. <laughs> some, some of those um, kinds of things happen in my area too. 
Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I love that. I think that's great. And I think, um, you know, having that opportunity to be in that environment and mm-hmm. play and imagine, I mean, that leads to creativity. Wouldn't you agree? I would. Um, I will say that um, I did not dip my toes into being an artist until I was well into my 30s. Um, And that was with henna. Um, Right. Yeah, it was just not something I felt comfortable with. I felt um, very inadequate when it came to uh, putting the creativity on paper when I was younger. Um, But Mm -hmm. when I discovered henna, I discovered that it was as meditative for me as it was for the recipient that was receiving the henna. And I found that I would get images or feelings or thoughts as I was doing the henna um, to incorporate different things within the designs. And I really love tapping into that connection with um, the universe, spirit, the all, whatever you resonate with. Um, It was a great feeling to do that. And it, turned out that it really resonated with the people I was doing the henna with. Right. Now, just, just, I don't know if you saw, but it looks like I said, hello, beautiful souls. I got a comment there coming in from Facebook. I think that's not me though, because if I'm not mistaken, I'm on with you. So my guess is that's probably Christine awesome. uh, who says, hello. Hi. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned the, um, the, um, that connection with the universe. And basically it sounds like with the henna, you kind of interpreted the feelings maybe from the person mm-hmm. too, or just from the universe. And that's, that's what really produced that design because what strikes me about that is everybody I've talked to so far, there seems to be an element of that in their art. And I would go so far as to say there's an element for me in that as well. Right. Because I think, you know, as artists and, and, And you starting in your 30s is also great to hear because for me, when I did art, it was back in 1984, 83. No, it would have been earlier than that because I graduated in 83. Yikes, I'm older than I thought, Lucinda. But I had started early in high school, you know, in art class and stuff. And I basically set that aside for almost 30 years myself until I was probably 45, closer to 50, when I finally returned to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I learned how to sew problem. in high school, but I never wanted to do it for any other reason than to make money. But there was always a monetary gain to any craft that I did. And so um, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I do now that it's just for pleasure. It's just right. for the now, sake of Now, as far as the henna design goes, just to stay on that for a second, is that something that you're currently actively doing? Um, I only do that when I have um, some participants or someone who would really like to have a henna uh, mm-hmm. tattoo. The um, ingredients to make your own, once you make that henna, it only lasts for a certain period of time as far as being able to stain the skin. Right. Um, so I only make it as needed. Um, if I make it and have some leftover from whatever else that I've done with it, um, I'll do henna parties um, for people or uh, baby blessings. If someone is pregnant and, and they want to have a blessing for their baby, I can mm-hmm. do those. Um, but, you know, it fades after a time. So you want to have it at a moment that is right when you want to have it. 
Um, so you don't want to have old tenant. So I, I only do it on demand. Right. Um, I have it myself in my own hand. I will have myself covered in from head to toe because <laughs> how, I love to doodle with it. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with it. I mean, I've seen it. Matter of fact, I think uh, two years ago when I first met you. I, I did some henna in the inner child workshop that I attended in the Florida Keys last year. That's where it was. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I mean, I, I had had, like I said, seen it before. Now, how long does that normally stay with you when you get those type of designs? Depends on the skin area that you're getting the tattoo on. Um, our hands tend to exfoliate really quickly, but the inner mm -hmm. palms tend to take very well to the henna dye. The inner palms? Inner, inside of your palms, but okay. on top of your skin, um, on your arms, places where your skin is a little bit thicker, it's a little more exposed to the elements. Um, okay. Feet, that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The feet, it, it just depends on everyone's skin um, as well as your age and how your skin is, is hydrated or not, or, you know, those kinds of things as well. Yeah. If it, if it depends on hydration, then I, it probably wouldn't last long on mine because my wife tells me I don't drink enough water. As a matter of fact, <laughs> she writes under my alias, I love Hannah, tat Hannah tattoos because I am too chicken to get a real one. And yes, this is Christine. <laughs> well, my henna tattoos are are almost like um, almost like a reading with with the information that comes through. So, well, you know what? I have to, let me bring up a, let me bring up a picture because um, since we're talking about it, maybe you could talk yes. a little bit about this. That is uh, one of my future daughter in laws, and um, they were here, and I just doodled. Um, come to find out that I believe butterflies. Uh, represent loved ones who have gone on before us. Um, and she had had some, some loved ones that had gone before. Um, and as well, she had had a visit from one of them in her dreams prior to coming down to the Keys where we were at. Wow. So um, one of the other ones that I sent you, I believe that one right there turned out to be a shield. Um, this person needed to, to, be able to express their true nature without fear of um, judgment. And so they needed something that would protect them from those energies while they were able to work on what they needed to work on. Right. Now, is that a, is that a lotus flower or is that just? It's similar to that. Um, there is the, the shield portion is that larger portion that comes down toward the, between the second and third toe. Mm -hmm. Um, and that probably is more like a plumeria type flower. It's um, one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah. And it was in the Florida Keys and those are everywhere there. So, Which I didn't know, by the way, because I had spent three years in Hawaii. I had no idea the plumeria grew outside of Hawaii. So I thought mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. I'm quite sure that it is not native to the Florida Keys, mm -hmm. um, but it's beautiful. <laughs> And you, you can't not have it in your yard if you have the opportunity. Well, so, I would definitely, if I wasn't living in New England, maybe I would, but you know, I don't think the- would yeah, I don't think it would last very So um, one of the other things that, you, that you're becoming known for, I think, are your blessing orbs. Yes. Now, can you speak a little bit about that? Because I had never heard of those before, so I don't know if that's just something brand new, but- um, could you tell me a little bit about that? And then sure. 
Um, I, I uh, first discovered them a couple of years ago, well, maybe 10 years ago, um, as far as uh, they were called witches balls when I discovered them. Okay. Um, but the intent is that you, you place items within the ball that are resonating with your direction that you're going or your desires that you are trying to manifest, your dreams. Um, if you're going through a particularly difficult time, maybe you're going through a divorce or you are moving into a new home, you don't know how this neighborhood, how the, the people in the neighborhood are going to interact. And a blessing orb will have energies within that to help those things assimilate into your, your interior. Um, it'll have the elements of all four directions, mm -hmm. north, south, east, and west. Um, air, earth, water, and fire, uh, depending on how you relate to the elements. Um, and it will have a representation of spirit as well within the blessing orb. And then the other things are intuitive. So it just kind of depends on, uh, I believe I sent you a picture of one with a ninja hanging from the top. Um, and that was for a lady who was um, raising two teenage boys mm. and had a husband as well as her own business and right. three dogs. And I thought that um, ninja energy probably resonated really well with her um, to be able to handle all of those things quickly, successfully. Um, she was a retired Marine. And so I know her discipline was there as well. Right. Um, and so it was just things that I felt resonated with her situation to put into the ball. I think that's fantastic. Now you were nice enough to send me one. Awesome. And I did a little video to show you how it went. So I'm going to go ahead and put that up on the screen now. Great. Thank you. And we'll see how, uh, we'll see how John did on the blessing orb. So what is a blessing orb? I had that question. So I reached out to Lucinda and she was kind enough to send me one of her products. Now for me, the most difficult part of this was getting that silly box open. I probably struggled for a good five minutes because that girl can wrap. Once I pulled out all the ingredients and all the different components, it really was very easy to assemble. Now coming in the box, we get a hanger that we can hang our orb. We get the orb itself and inside you'll notice there's some sage. And of course we get a box of hand-picked items for our orb. Now this can include everything from snakeskin to Poseidon wood, pine cones, there's even quartz in there for clearing negativity. And all these things she hand-picked to represent who I am using her intuition, working with the universe to put together this very unique and distinctive set of items. Now, assembling really wasn't that hard. It was a matter of taking the orb itself and basically putting all those items in there. And what happens is the end product really is a representation of who I am and how I interface with not only the environment, the earth, but also with the universe. It's a very, very beautiful product. Once I get the hanger on here using my big sausage fingers, you'll see that when it hangs, it's, it's absolutely lovely. The sun comes in, it strikes it, and I can see that direct reflection of myself. So for Lucinda, thank you so much for allowing me to share in this. It really was a very magical experience for me, and I appreciate that. So thank you. And that is how it went. And let me tell you, I just, you know, when I opened up that small box of uh, items and looked through it, I mean, you really, you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think 
I mean, it, you know, in the one that Lucinda sent me, there was some sewing items because that's something that I enjoy. There was, of course, uh, the amethyst pieces. There was um, even a small pair of scissors, which was interesting. There was different things that you collected right where you live, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They, either, they either washed up on the shore um, or they're a part of nature around me. And some of those tiny items, I mean, I probably have about 16 of those little pocket sewing kits to take with you because I don't ever want to be caught unawares. And so it just felt like you needed some of those items in your life for different things that you're going through. I mean, who couldn't use a needle and thread to make some mending of past mistakes? So, yeah. um, but the, you know, there, there are things that resonated specifically for you um, and your situation when I was, when I was doing that, including Christine as well. Um, I don't, I, and you have to tell me how they resonated because I don't know the reasons they resonated. I just know that those items needed to be there. Well, here's my orb. Um, you know, I mean, you know, even everything from the seashells, the seashells, I think, um, you know, for me, I was never a big fan of the ocean. And yet I spent most of my childhood on Lake Erie, which if you've never been to Lake Erie, if you stand there, it looks like an ocean. I mean, the, the Great Lakes are Great Lakes for a reason, right? So really that harkens back to those days, to childhood and, and walking along the beach and collecting those things. I think the little... I don't know if they're little pine cone things. I don't know what they are. Little, you know, that I used to climb trees as a kid, you know, and I still to this day, remember climbing to the, I, I, I definitely climbed way too high in this pine tree. It was one of those huge pines, <laughs> you know, you're, you're hanging on for dear life as the wind's blowing it back and forth. And when you feel that type of thing, it's a little scary. Well, um, that even, particular even, pine cone comes from a tree down here called an Australian pine. Um, mm -hmm. It is considered invasive in this area of Florida, meaning it's not a natural plant that was growing here prior to, to human settlement. However, it um, is really intuitive in that nothing grows underneath it. It's mm. one of those plants that have a chemical or a reaction with the soil, or I'm not 100% on the science, but it causes other plants not to be able to survive underneath the canopy of those plants. Okay. So it has a pretty special characteristic of being able to survive and put out an area that is safe I see. for it to expand. See, I mean, it all makes sense. I think it's, it's like you're using your intuition to pick these items up and then yes. I receive them. And now I look at them and go, well, what do they mean to me? And there will be a connection there. And that's the interesting thing about this. So, so for you and folks out there, you go and research what planet is and see what resonates with you for that. So you become more educated on the planet, more educated on nature, as well as your own yeah. self. And it's not as fearful when you're learning something that is about everyone else as well as yourself. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, yeah. I, and, and really, I even you can see it at the bottom. I love that paw print because I don't know if everybody knows, but but our dog passed away about she's back in August, I think. And he meant the world to us. So having that in there really meant a lot to me. So I really appreciate that. And I know Christine, my wife appreciates that too. Uh, looks like Paws and Petals, which is Carrie. Carrie Betts, who was on our show. She was on our inaugural show. She's Hi, checking Carrie. In to say hello, friends. And the other John Cole, which of course is 
Christine, absolutely beautiful. I love the energy within the elements. I would love to order one. Now, how would how would people find these? I mean, how would they get a get a touch with you to anything? Anything that I offer, you can find on the um, uh, link tree link, um, which is in my profile on Facebook, okay. YouTube, um, Instagram. Um, I don't have my own website as of yet, but I plan to have that in the future. Um, Etsy as well. Um, I am the shop name on Etsy is mermaid and dragon. I'm sorry, mermaid and Poseidon layer. Okay. Well, what we can do is once, once the video, once we're done for this evening, we'll make sure we put mm -hmm. that link up there so that way if people are interested in getting enrolled and I'll be honest with you, I, I mean, I absolutely love it. I really think it's cool because again, I can look at it now and, and just remember things or basically feel more empowered because there's representations of me in there. And, and, you know, I mean, even though I'm a guy and I shouldn't be talking all weird sometimes, I really think that this is very meaningful. You know what I mean? And I think whether or not you're a man, woman, or, or whatever, having something like that is really important to remember who you are. So thank you again for that. You're very welcome. And it's designed to just hang wherever you would like it, where you can see it daily. So it doesn't have to be an, oh, I have to stop and do this, or I have to stop and do that. But just, oh, yeah, I'm pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, exactly. I am pretty freaking awesome. And I got exactly. proof. That's, that's the design. <laughs> <laughs> so Jennifer Etzweiler, mutual friend, mm -hmm. writes, uh, this is probably referring to that tree. It probably acidifies the soil to a level that doesn't work for the native plants. Well, that would make sense. She is probably 100% yeah. yep. correct on that. Yes. Thank you, yeah, Jennifer. Just, yeah. Thank you very much for that. Uh, not quite the science program just yet, but we're getting there. I mean, just learning little bits here and there. I love it. So thank you, Jennifer, for that. I, I appreciate that. Uh, one of the other things, uh, let me take a look over here on my other screen. I wanted to bring up a picture here. Let me share this with us. Painting. Now, I want to touch on your painting a little bit because I th you're, you're a relatively newcomer to the world of painting, right? Yes. October 2021, to be exact. Yeah, it's not that long ago. And I've seen no. some of your other works. I mean, this is, this is, it's a beautiful painting. And I've seen some of your others, the stuff that's in the background there. You bring a very vibrant, um, a very vibrant personality to your paintings you. and and you said you've never painted before that no I was the person who would always find something else to do in art class I'd be the girl over there washing the brushes cleaning out the palettes you know organizing paints anything to do other than the actual art assignment because I felt like I was not equipped with um that type of brain I just I just didn't feel comfortable with it. Um, and so I, I always found something other to do so as not to stand out that I wasn't doing it. Um, but I attended on an event um, and I, I kind of wholeheartedly embraced some of the things that were presented there. And I came home and I just wanted to paint. And I went to the dollar store and I got some paint and I got some brushes and some cheap canvases and I just started painting. And um, I used some uh, 
leaves that were on a morning glory plant. And if you're familiar with that plant, the leaves are heart shaped. Um, and I really, really love animals that they, they are my, they're just so willing to accept us however we come. Right. Um, and so I made paw prints with that morning glory leaf as the heart on it. Um, and that became the symbol for uh, my dog walking and dog sitting business or pet sitting business, um, which is Paw Shine in Paradise. That is the first time this is being shown. Yeah, I really, I really wanted to talk about this because I hadn't seen it, right? Because uh, it is, like you said, the first time it's being shown. It is. That is an an auction item that Peyton's Promise will be auctioning off at some point when they are ready. Um, it is a painting with the paw print, of course. Um, my business for dog walking is Paw Shine. Um, so to me, all of their paws just send out love. Everywhere they step, we should be seeing all these little hearts popping up everywhere because that's what they do when they walk around in our world. Um, whether they're scaly or slimy or whatever they entail, that is um, that is who they are in our lives. And they mean that much to me. And the ocean means a lot to me. Uh, it's where I feel the most at home. So you have pieces from the ocean that have I've collected from the Florida Keys as well as here on Fort Pierce since we've moved here. Um and there's a sea bean at the top, some driftwood and things like that. So in the bottle that is resting on uh, the middle bottom of the photo, mm -hmm. um, it's like a message in a bottle. However, it has a gold bead uh, with a paw print on it. Wow. So, which is for all the pups. Um, and eventually that will go up for auction. So. Yeah. And Christine writes, I love that beautiful painting. And I do as well. I think it's gorgeous. I, I got to admit when I saw that, I mean, that, that, that in and of itself just says so much, you know, not only about what you just said with the paw print with the, and the love for, for, for dogs and animals, uh, but also the love of the sea uh, and yes. the ocean. And I think combining that it's, it's got such a, I don't know, there's love in that painting. Thank you. That's you know the I mean? intent. Think, My husband made yeah. the, the dream. So there's love is, is from him as well within that we can create together. So Right. And I think also that 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 idea of and this is something that I don't think I've talked about um before, but I think that ability to bring in different types of media. Mm -hmm. And and Jerry, by the way, thank you, Jerry, uh writes love it. Hi, so Jerry. Like we've got we've got a really good consensus on that. It really is beautiful. Um, but I think that that idea of bringing together different media to produce something that's so unique, right? Because it looks like it's acrylic paint, right? That's what you're using. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So acrylic paint, you've got found objects in there. You've got, um, you know, basically that there from the ocean as well. Human man-made trash that is drifted in. There's a few pieces of that sprinkled within that. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that even that can be repurposed. And I think that's um, that's a cool talent to have. And Jerry does say hello, by the way. Hi. And that really is a cool talent to have because it, it, it really, especially for somebody like you, right? You're, 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 you're exploring art. Yes. And you're trying different things. And what's beautiful about that, especially when it comes to like that, that, that dog print picture, is that you're basically 
I don't want to use the word innovating because that sounds too business, but you're basically creating something from nothing. Now I know as artists, we tend to do that anyway, but I think when you're bringing in these different mediums and you're experimenting, you're exploring, you're discovering, uh, you end up creating something that um, is distinctly you. I think so. It is. I, I had someone, I asked someone, well, what's my style? And they're like, Oh, Oh, you're like the, the, the fun party lady. You're the whimsical person. Right. And, um, and I really like that title. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I just imagine what you could imagine the potential with that, which is really, and this goes for anybody that's watching, whether or not you're watching the replay or, or you're watching it live. I think when it comes to art, you know, art can be anything. All it takes is two things. Number one, a little bit of creativity, which we all have. Mm -hmm. And then the wherewithal to actually pick up a brush, pick up a shell, pick up some hot glue. Careful not to burn your fingers, right? Right. And then create something. And, and like you said, it doesn't have to be for money because when you're, especially as artists, and, and at some point, um, I'm going to have a, a probably make an hour long episode when we talk about the cost of being an artist, because being an artist, whether or not you're just starting off or you're a professional, you know, you walk into Michael's, you know, and like this weekend, 70% off, it's awesome. But any other time you walk in and sometimes it can be a little shocking. You can drop a hundred bucks in no time. Exactly. And look, just looking for supplies. I mean, I use bubble gum machines for some of the items. Um, your, your ball had a, a couple of things from bubble gum machines, but they reflected what I knew about you and how you started out with, with art, with monsters and um, mechanical type things. And so it just resonated for you when I saw those. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And that's the thing. That is yeah. the thing. And mm -hmm. I do it now for the joy of doing it. And I don't worry about judgment, which is um, the biggest piece, I believe, for me to be able to create and feel comfortable creating is that I don't worry anymore about what people think. I just do it because it feels good. Right. And Jennifer writes, yes, I'm so glad we are changing our definition of art to be anything we create. I used to be so intimidated. Jennifer, I'm telling you, when I, I mean, every time I pick up a paintbrush, I think one of the first thoughts I have is, are people going to like it? And I miss the point. The point isn't about whether or not other people are going to like it. The point is, am I going to enjoy that process? You know, I think if you're, if you're going to create any kind of art for money, I think that's where we bind ourselves up. In my opinion, this is just John's opinion, you know, the world according to John. If you do something and you enjoy doing it, the money is going to follow. It can't help but not, if that's your goal. And if it's not your goal, then just yeah. enjoy the process because that's really what it's all about. So, I you know, agree 100%. And we're already at our 30-minute mark, if you can believe that. Wow. If you can believe that. So, so how, again, if you could just remind us, how would we get a hold of you if we wanted to... Um, the best way would be Facebook. Uh, my profile is public. Um, and my link tree is within my profile on Facebook. Um, I also have email. And I, I'm fairly good at responding to email in a timely manner. Um, and that is uh, Cindy in the keys at gmail.com. 
And on Facebook, just Google Lucindy, Lucinda Bentley, and you'll find me. Okay. Is that the right email? Cindy in the keys at gmail.com? Yes, sir. Thank you. Perfect. I use my listening skills. I remember learning those in kindergarten. It worked. It worked. So, but hey, you know what? This has been an absolute pleasure. I can't believe the time went so quick. I don't think I, we didn't even touch on the subjects I thought we were going to touch on. So you really need to come back and talk with me because I, and, and just to leave you all with a cliffhanger, um, like myself, Lucinda has paranormal investigated. And I think, although that's not necessarily artistic related, that might be an interesting conversation to have. It is artistic related because you have to have somebody to be the scientist and not believe the pessimist. And you have to have somebody to be the believer and someone to be able to be receptive. So, well, hey, if you and I both see it the same way, then by all means, come back and talk to me again because I'd ask you. All right. I would love to. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for watching. And have a blessed rest of your day. All right. If you could just hang on the line and I'm going to sign off for the day. So in two weeks, uh, I'll be speaking again. And then after, uh, I want to say probably mid-April, I'm going to go to weekly. So hopefully you folks out there, you artist folks, or even if you're not an artist, but you want to talk about art, contact me and um, get you on the show and we'll have a really good conversation. So on that note, you guys have a great night and I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you so very much for joining me on the Art Talk Podcast, where it's my goal to bring artists together to talk about their craft. If you'd like to join me for a conversation, please reach out via email at johncoleartist at gmail.com or by visiting my website at johnrobertcole.com. So until next time, keep crafting, painting, and inspiring others with your creativity. You make more of an impact than you know. See ya.